Welcome back, listeners, and please step into the new dungeon as we continue our tales of Jambo, the Goblin Bard, and Kazmunders, the Dwarven Warlock. I'm your DM, Yara, and please join my players Justin, who plays Jambo, and Richard, who plays Kazmunders, as they adventure forward. And I hope you enjoy. Let it begin. So, let it begin. Yeah, that sounds great. So, let's go into Okay, so, Bottle and Blade, had all these incidents. You guys went off in your separate ways. Downstairs, Jambo, talking to Blood Nose. Upstairs, Taban and Kazmanas, breaking the room, finding evidence, and opening a chest with uh, acid splash to find heaps and heaps of gold that they couldn't actually lift out of the chest. Blood Nose comes upstairs after capturing Jambo. Jambo gets taken away by these two big henchmen. Um, who knows where? Epic fight with Blood Nose. Taban and Kazmunders succeed. Manage to persuade the guys outside. Well, the guys outside are kind of like, well, no one's paying us, so they bugger off. You guys take the chest with you, have a little conversation with some orcs, um, have a nice little short break, and then go, uh, where's Jambo? We don't know. Let's take the chest back to Salazar's home. Back at Sal's home, while Jambo's getting taken away, Jambo gets put onto a cart with a, uh, a, a, a canvas sack over his head and his arms and his legs bound behind him. Taban and Kazmunders go back home to find a couple of like scouts and red capes like, trying to loot Salazar's home and having a very tense moment where they have this truce of just like this one girl, very pleasant, is like, okay, we, we'll leave leave us alone, we'll leave you alone, and they just sort of, and then they left, and one of the red capes went to flick up this red cape that you had draped over this chest that no longer closes properly, it's floating behind you to hide the fact that you've got this giant chest floating behind you, so they get this floating red cape, he goes to lift it up and you, you stop him, which, who knows, it might be a really good thing, and then they end up leaving, you end up storing this chest in the basement, locking the door and making a plan of like, okay, He's probably been gone to this hideout, or he's taken him to this hideout. Let's go try to find Jambo. So then the two of you grab Hamel the camel and head off to find Jambo. Meanwhile, Jambo is... Uh, he ends up talking to these two big brute henchmen. And really sweet-talking one of them, who ends up quite liking him while kind of taking the piss of the other one. He ends up going, can I have some food? He, they give him some food, but it's meat. He doesn't like the meat. Then he's like, I need a drink. Okay, now I need to pee. So they're getting a little bit frustrated, but they finally let him get off to go to the toilet. They pull his pants down. He starts to wee, but then he turns his whole body and pees on this one guy. And that's what starts this uh, amazing series of events where Jambo, through dumb sheer luck and stupidity on behalf of these two henchmen and quite dexterous movements, manages to strangle one using his rope against the side of this cart he rolls underneath the cart while one slips on the pee on the floor he ends up slicing his uh, achilles tendon kills both of them amazingly walks away with a few small injuries he has a nice sweet peaceful moment where he rests before he ends up tracking uh finding out these tracks and he ends up finding the entrance to the red cape base with a little a very precise crossbow shot <laughs> kills one of them in the middle of he's in the middle of a dice game with a mate on top of this uh, rocky outcrop he gets hit in the head and just topples forward onto the floor and 
all of the red capes kind of jump up and go into like this, like, holy, what the hell, who's attacking us? Jambo, he scarps it, just bolts, leaves them to it and finds a cave off to the side and uh, goes to sleep. Kazmanders and Taban, you end up taking Hamel all the way to this entrance and going, well, there's no Jambo. There's a whole lot of red capes and they're swarming like they're fully on alert. You give uh, Jimbo Kaz, uh, to, uh, Jambo's hand to, to so he licks it. So your little lizard licks the hand, and he ends up tracking Jambo. You find in this cave, and Taban and Kasmundas fall asleep on either side of Jambo. You spend the rest of that afternoon from just past midday, so mid afternoon, all the way to about uh, seven o'clock ish, which is about now. So the sun is just setting. As then you've made your way towards the entrance. Taban left you, Kazmundas, and Jambo talking in the cave, and he ended up finding there's a red cape really close because Jambo wakes up and just plays really loud music um, while the red capes are on serious alert for things happening around this area. So then Taban's injured from a, a slice in his head. The three of you make your way towards these red capes. Um, you get to the entrance in this canyon, and Jambo, without saying a word, runs up this rocky escarpment and goes, Ta-da! Uh, at the same time, Taban looks up at him and starts to run forward. Unbeknownst to both Kazmundas and Taban, Jambo plunks a string and poof, turns invisible. He then jumps down and no, he's unseen. Taban gets into this absolute brawl. Kazmundas, he goes, well, shit, can't really leave Taban. He runs in there as well, starts firing off Eldritch Blast, gets in creates this giant fog cloud. Taba, uh, Jambo steals a sword out of one of guy's hands, directly takes it out, goes to another one, steals a pendant off his kind of chest, as now this cape, is, this cloak falls off this magic user. He's like, oh, what's happening? Nope. Jambo tries to get into the entrance. He gets stopped by this uh, gargoyle who somehow senses him or his presence and jumps off its perch with a thud. He starts flapping up all this dust and sand, which then creates this vision of this small little goblin outline, this invisible goblin. Now it could be seen. Jambo has this few backwards and forward movements before he finally manages to slide underneath the wing of this gargoyle and gets into the entrance to the Red Cave hideout. Meanwhile, Kazmundas and Taban are trying to fight inside this fog cloud. Taban gets knocked unconscious. While on the floor, he gets stabbed again and breathes his final breath with a <gasps> and Taban dies. Kazmundas uses this uh, fog cloud and his e eyes of the eagle to just see them better than they can see him and his cloak of elvenkind and boots of elvenkind to manage to sneak behind them and stab and hack and burning hands manages to kill two of them. There's still one left on this rocky escarpment. He knows there's more outside of this fog cloud, but he can't see anything outside the fog cloud, and even inside is almost impossible. We're gonna leave you guys there. I think that's evades of get, that's it. I've now summarized yeah. everything. Everything. Woo! A lot quicker than I normally do, because I normally read out everything I've written, but I was like, oh, look, let's just fast forward, because sake of brevity. Get into it. So, we're, right now we've got Jambo, you are at the entrance to, you've kind of gone into the entrance to the hideout, you've turned around a right corner, you've turned left, and now you're faced with one big brute looking guy, a couple of smaller ones, uh, these are all wearing red capes, and these uh, two giant rats almost 15, 20 feet away from you, you've kind of stopped at this, as soon as you've turned to left, you're like, whoa, 
Okay, they're right there, and you're still invisible. We're going to leave you for the moment because we're going back to the combat because we, uh, the combat's still that kind of 10-second pause time while Jambo's technically getting out of the pause time unless someone's followed him or he's still in, but because he's invisible, things are going to slow down slightly. So, Kazmundas, you've just moved. You had the last turn. You were sort of... On right, leaning over Taban's body, grabbing his short sword, stabbing a guy in front of you. You've moved yourself back away and kind of just now crouched against this rock. You're just kind of sitting on the floor. As far as you're aware, no one can see you. You, can, you can't see anyone. You're still maintaining concentration on this fog spell. And it is currently the guy on the ledge's turn. Okay. So he... Mm. He, he is going to kind of, he's going to step back out of this fog cloud and he disappears from your view. As soon as you've kind of, you've moved back away from Taban's body, you've sat down and you start to hear footsteps, footsteps to the north. You hear footsteps really close to you, just off to your right, as if somebody's kind of scraping or boots clopping over rock. And you hear like a click, click goes almost like a uh, drawing of a crossbow in a cross uh, crossbow bolt inside of a crossbow. You then hear, hang on, you then hear another noise from your uh, from the northwest, sort of like front your front left, and there's a guy coming. All right, where is he? Where is, he took me sword, little fucker. He's around here somewhere. I know he's around here somewhere, and he is still apparently looking. For a little invisible goblin that he knows took his sword and is really pissed about it. He's still just walking around there. Um, and he goes there. Around the place. Now, it is... Kazmandas, your turn. Yeah. So you said I can hear some steps and crossbow loading yep. to behind to my right? Just behind to your right is, a, as far as you can tell, it's roughly 15, maybe 20, 10 to 20 feet away from you. It's, it's, that's the closest noise. You can hear some <laughs> muttering and yelling of, like, he stole my sword just yeah. off to your front left. And those footsteps that you can assume is that acolyte that you knew was on top, he's kind of gone further away and then you're almost losing losing yeah. a ear of what's happening there. Can, was, can I try and uh, get yep. a visual on the noise I'm hearing behind me to my right, the closest one? Uh, yeah, you go. You roll for perception, but with disadvantage, because you're kind of trying to look through and past your own fog cloud. Do the goggles still, like, cancel out the disadvantage, so it's just like a... I've been canceling the disadvantage. I've been canceling nope. the disadvantage okay. only within people around because normally it's disadvantage all the time. But I've been giving you just canceling it out within a five foot radius of yourself, uh, so you can kind of okay. see better around you. But as soon as it goes further away, it's just fog. 12. So oh, with disadvantage. Oh, if you want to do, yeah, disadvantage. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No. So you're looking through, and you can maybe see a shadow, but you, you're like. Is it a shadow of him or of a rock? You're not sure. So, no. You, okay. From what you can hear, it's to your, uh, yeah, just to your right, just behind you to your right. And your knowledge of your fog cloud, because you're the one maintaining concentration on it, mm. you know that you're roughly about six feet away from the edge of it. Oh, okay. 
So you really, you, you know, you're pretty close to it. Uh, can I try and sneak towards the edge of it to peer out of it? In that, within that direction. Absolutely. Roll for stealth with advantage because you've got your cloak and your boots. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, with advantage. Mm -hmm. 13 and a 6. Alright. <laughs> so he, he rolled to see these, like, he's just looking around to see you. He rolled a natural one, so... Um, hey! <laughs> So, you yes. go five, ten feet. You can see that, yeah? Mm-hmm. So you've kind of just... So he's you, right there. All and right. you've popped your head out, and you're like, whoa! He's, he's kind of only ten feet in front of you, but five feet up. Justin, you can see everything that's happening on this map, can't you? Yeah, I can see. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I've, I've intentionally kept it like that. Just, Sorry, I, just, I don't I'm want just you being, being completely out of the loop. You I've just been, like, just drawing. Lovely. Uh, classic, classic Justin. So, Kazmanis, you can you can see him. You've got, you've popped your head, you've kind of, and the fog cloud just to the edge, and you've kind of kept your cloak over your head, and it's you can see it's like shimmering grey, like the cloud itself. And you can see this guy on the ledge, and he's got this long black lanky hair, and he's got his crossbow. It's just a small hand crossbow, or a light crossbow, and he's trying to look, and he's like peering into the fog cloud, and he's definitely looking in this direction, just off to your left. You can see him looking that way. Okay. So he's literally like five feet from me, is that what you're saying? Uh, he's ten feet from you. Ten, ten feet, feet, and he's about five feet up. So he, technically, he's kind of like fifteen feet, but let's go about thirteen. Can I just try and Eldritch Blast him in the back of the head? You can, with, adva with, with advantage, because it's a yeah. surprise attack, yep. Oh, man. I need to know the Eldritch Blast off the top of my head, because I'm using it so much. Plus four. So D20 plus four, is that what we're looking at? You know it. It hits. Oh. Uh, oh. Roll again, but I mean, yeah? you've hit him the first. You, you got a nineteen, so <laughs> all right. Just see if it's crit, but sure. Yeah, oh, we'll take roll. the nine. We'll take the nineteen because the nineteen hits. <laughs> all right, roll for damage. Yeah, what have you got? One d ten plus two. Right. Oh. Yeah. Can you just roll another, uh, add an extra d10 for, he's got no idea it's coming, and so you've kind of like, you've just taken your time, you've aimed, and you've just increased the power of it, so an extra d10 damage. But the, the, the plus two, or just Nah, d10? just a pure d10, so it's kind of like 2d, 2d10 plus two. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh. Nine. <sighs> Nine Ooh. plus seven, sixteen. Oh. Okay. Chasm is Eldritch. Yep. Okay, so you, you just peer around, you see him, you're like, and then your ring just flashes gold from it, and this golden blast shoots out of your hand, and he's looking around. At the last moment, he kind of looks to his left with this open mouth as this Eldritch Blast smacks him in the face. He kind of bursts in flames, his whole neck just crashes to the side. He drops his crossbow nice. and just topples forward, and you see him rolling off this rock. And he lands in a crumpled heap on the floor, his right arm over and underneath his body. He's not moving. That's how we do it. <laughs> All right, you've still got. Uh, well, that was. You were sitting down, so you've used fifteen. You've used half your movement to sort of get up. You've moved ten feet, so you've got five, five about five feet left of movement left. Oh no, I'm just... sorry, you've only moved five. You've moved five feet. Ten, fifteen. You've got ten, ten feet of movement. Okay, I'll just move my way back into the fog cloud. Um, yeah. Sorry. I guess. Uh, yeah, around there is that. Yep. Wait, can I move him? 
Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Done. Easy peasy. Thanks. Beautiful. All right, so you've now had your turn. All right, Jambo. Back in the cave, as soon as you're around this corner, you've kind of stopped. Just pause from it as you've seen these guys in front of you. You then hear footsteps coming from behind you. And he's like, oh, there's someone, there's someone here. There's someone in here. And it sounds like the same guy that you took the pendant off, the necklace off his cape. It's the same, uh, that acolyte that you had uh, previously been at. I'll who was following you previously outside. He's now just behind you. I'm so fascinated how you're going to play this. This is tough. So it's back to your turn. He He's not, so you've, you've come around a corner and you've kind of like right on the edge of a corner. If you pop around, you go back behind the corner. Yeah, because I can't see it on my map. Time to think while you go back to Richard. It's your turn because it's still technically part of combat. So if you wanted, you could wait or just hide, but this guy is coming up behind you. So it's kind of like he hasn't rounded your corner yet. He's still about 15, 20 feet away from you, but around that, just around the corner behind you. Oh, man. Uh, so many questions. Uh, I mean, it will take him another turn to reach your area. You've heard him, just this echo through it, but the other guys in front of you don't seem to have heard him yet. Because it's like, you just kind of heard this echo, he's coming all the time. And you're like, huh? The others haven't seemed to have noticed. Um, question. Answer. Oh. Uh, the... The parameters of invisibility is that I can't attack or use a spell. Correct. So I've... <laughs> Last session, I was avoiding doing those two things as much as possible. I noticed, yes. Which I thought was <laughs> incredibly clever. Uh, so now I'm in this situation where I'm wondering where whether if I play my loot of illusions... Does the illusion caused by the loot count as a spell cast by me? Because it's not a spell slot. Or a cantrip. It's an item. Is that actually how it works? It's not like your magic focus. It's like a separate... So, so he uses it as a magic's focus, but it has its own ability. So the loot of illusions creates its own illusion within a five-foot radius of oh. the loot itself. Like Kind of like using the pipe. It does its magic, but it's not... Yeah. Yes. So, well, it's, actually, it's within a 15-foot. Um, so... For the sake of argument, no, like it, it wouldn't break your invisibility. Okay. But then it, it would create noise. Because uh, I have to play it to create an illusion. Yeah, mm. because you have to play it. So you would need to kind of almost continue to play it to like, create how, how much noise do I have to make? Like, I know because I've got some, some understanding of how to play a guitar that I can deaden a string with my hand over the string and kind of very bassy player note. So yeah, it's very bassy and hard to hear. I will make you bright. roll for stealth to see how well, how sneakily you can play this instrument and to create an illusion. 
But I can I can do that. It's possible. It's a hundred percent possible for you okay. to kind of play it as quietly as possible to create an illusion of a sound or whatever you choose. I mean, if you choose something that could hide that sound, it might be better. But I will make you roll a, a stealth check for it. Yes. Well, I can only do one illusion at a time, so I don't know if I can hide. It seems counterproductive to use the loot of illusions to hide the sound it's making. Depending on what your <laughs> what your plan is, yes. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> so your answer is yes, you can, but it's a roll, so it's a chance. <laughs> it doesn't, yeah, okay. So 15 feet radius, this, this stop when I stop playing. Okay. Yeah, so you have to... Wait, can I make the sound of footsteps running down uh, a corridor? Because I'm in this room, like, like I don't know if Richard can't see, but I've gestured to... No, to the left. Sorry, yeah. to the left. Yeah. Like, can I make the sound of footsteps running down the left-hand side stealthily on my loot while I stay exactly where I am? You can definitely try. You will need to get a little bit closer. And so it's a 15-foot radius from you so at the moment it'll only reach like just to the edge okay. of so just in, in front of this giant rat you can see who's 20 feet away from you if you move just to try to sneakily move forward and then playing it you'd need to move forward about 10 feet so two squares forward and then it would pop to direct definitely that section and uh, to the left okay uh i don't really want to get close to those rats because Rats have senses that humans and stuff don't have. Like smell. Uh, oh, why you do this to me? Do you wish to hold your turn? Like you just kind of like okay, I'm freezing for a moment. Yeah, like, that's boring. Because like, <laughs> then I can go back to the, the turn order and fast and loose, baby. Yeah. Uh, what would Jambo do? It's been a pleasure, Jambo. <laughs> Uh, I guess I'll wait for the Adventures of Kaz, the podcast. <laughs> I, I, this is the podcast people want, really. <laughs> I'm the, the unfunny comic we, relief. We so. wrote Jambo out of it for the audience. <laughs> for the audience, and then uh, we lose, we lose yeah. all our audience. Like, Can oh. I just hide? Can I just hide? So you, so as Jambo, you're like, you run out of corner, you're like, oh, shit. There's like this guy's and there's rats and I can hear a guy behind me. I'm like, ah. So you just kind of like, just kind of against the side of the rock and just kind of as small as possible. Uh, okay. We're going to get a little technical here. Yeah. As I think of things. If I was to make a sound of a rat, because I have the capacity to communicate to animals, but it's only through the spell, I can't make an illusion of a rat sound even if the rat sound I can make is really good because I have the capacity to speak to rats and I have proven I can speak to rats. We go back to, we go back to the same original thing. You still have to roll a stealth roll to be able to play that sound of a rat noise. But you could make that rat noise, but it's still you'll still have to play your well, The rat noise is going to be believable. It's going to be a believable. So I can make like a, a rat mating call. I will make you roll a nature check with advantage because you've previously spoken with rats. Okay. So it's your, no. it's like because you you technically talk to rats in in common, but then they and then you hear them in common, but then it's a jumble of you then also understanding their squeaks and noises. 
So you're, you're, because you've communicated with a rat previously, you have a deeper understanding of what kind of noise you need, but I'll still make, make you roll a nature check to go, oh, your actual understanding of rats, how deep is it? But it'll be with advantage because you've had previous okay. conversation. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. I'm okay. going to try and distract the rats with some sort of seductive mating call. Okay. And I'll try and do it stealthily. So I'm going to try and roll nature and stealth to try and make this plan work. And, and where would you... Based upon my previous experience, probably won't work. But <laughs> I'm willing to give it the best shot. I like that you, you check... Okay, so where would you like this sound to appear? Within 15 uh, feet of you. Behind you, in front of you. What's, what's this? 20 what feet. Uh... You can get it to this pretty much this square or Can I get it to be where I am and simultaneously walk to where they are? You wanna kinda yeah, I'll still make you roll your stealth roll, which is Yeah. Yeah. And you wanna walk your stealth rolls? Do you you wanna roll? walk forward no no that's fine. So you wanna walk forward while playing your loop, making this sound just to the fifteen feet to your front right, and mm. then trying to uh, lure the rats away as you get further in. Yeah, and I also can I Yeah. Yeah, can I do? Can and I so also if spot do? Can I do bardic? Oh no, I can't. Not no, yourself. Not myself. Okay. <laughs> let's just let's just try this plan. Okay. So okay. So just the plan. So now you're making what specific kind of you're making an a. I don't know. Richard, Richard can't see anything that I'm talking about. No, I'm trying to imagine it. It's good, but we're we're explaining it. Yeah. I love how Jambo doesn't seem to have any kind of risk assessment uh, you can't ability. See. Sort of. Yeah, I remember seeing it went on the screen when we were um, oh, look, look, last yeah. time, so I've got a kind of a... Yeah, it's, uh, it's right here. So, Richard, here. You can see it now. Oh, uh, yeah. That's me. Yeah, I, I, what I'm hoping to do is get to where this rat is and get those two rats to come down here. Hmm. Following hmm. the sound of a hum. seduction. Jambo doesn't calculate odds at all. He, he's not Kaz, let's be honest. Mm. Okay, so he's making the sound of a seductive, like a rat, seductive mating call, just like right me. against the wall on the floor or close to the roof? Yeah. Or... Uh, close to the roof, if possible. Like, it's, okay. it's, Can I like perceive whether there's cracks or anything on the roof that would, would hide a, a giant rat? Roll for perception. Hmm. Uh, what's your natural yeah, passive perception? Oh, from what look, from what you can see, just just you going in there on the right hand side, the rock itself, it's looks like it's either it's it used to be a natural cave that's being kind of carved further out and the floors flattened, but there are like jutting out pieces that you go, oh, this a normal rat could kind of fit in these spots. These are giant rats that are like dog size, or uh, sort of almost like halfway between a cat and a dog in in size. Um. They might have a... Can I make an echo of a rat sound? <laughs> oh, gosh, you're getting technical here. <laughs> like, I can make a rat sound on the floor, but it sounds like it's echoing from, like, behind me. I mean, but you... it's, in, it's like a distant call of a rat here. They will hear and come toward it, I hope. And uh, but they kind of know no, that it's, too, it's, it's too, it'll be too hard for your loot of illusions to do that kind of intricate. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna do it on the floor, but you could make a sound behind you that it might echo through the cabin. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do it like right. 
like to just the block behind me or uh, beside me. So, because they're, 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 just imagine the tunnel, the tunnel behind you curves to your your left if you like. Maybe turn yeah, around I'll, to your I'll right. Try right. That. Yeah. I'll try that. I'll try that. Okay, okay. So just, behind of, just behind you to the right, a, a sound of a map. Okay, so can you roll for stealth first? Actually, sorry, can you roll for nature with advantage to see if you can if you know what sound you're making? Nature with advantage. Yes, okay. please. Seventeen. Okay, cool. So yeah, so you have a pretty clear indication of what you you yes. Okay. So now stealth. Actually, I should have made you do animal handling instead. I'll be honest. I'll do animal handling, please. No, we're just adding a plus two to both of those, so it'll be nineteen. So yes. So you are clearly you know exactly what kind of sound can attract rats. You're less familiar with giant rats, but you definitely know rats and the sound like a seductive or a mating call of a rat you can definitely you can 100 okay. make that make that uh, sound okay so now i stealth now you just roll for stealth roll with advantage because you are invisible 15. okay we'll go for 15. Just quietly rolling his dice and writing his dice. <laughs> it's always a long shot. I just just fight things and run away. That's what I should do. Okay, so you very quickly just kind of do a little, but then you soften your sound, and so you can kind of almost hear the little slight pluck, 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 and you hear this tiny ringing, and all of a sudden there's a. Coming just about seven, eight feet behind you in this corner of the cave, and it's squeak, squeak, squeak. Um, really sexual if you were a rat. Um, and also these rats, they oh, eat, and these ears just perk up, and they start sniffing, and they look at each other, and they squeak, 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 squeak. And the guys are like sitting there, and they're like, want attention, and what's going on? Get back here! And the rats just kind of scamper off. They go, and very quickly, two of them almost together, quickly run, and they run straight past you. And as they run past you, you very sneakily, just slowly against the edge of the rock, move a little bit forward. How far would you like to get to there? Yes, that's as, perfect. Thank you. As these rats get to there. Did that work? Wow. They didn't see you or smell you. They were focused on this sound. So that all, all worked brilliantly. I want to tell you more, but it'll give away what giant rats can do. Oh, it was actually even better than that. It was just so good. It was... <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Jammo, you're, you've now, twung, the rats have run off these guys. He was sitting on this broken cut. He's kind of stand, He's sort of stood up. And his hand goes backwards, and you can see that there's a switch on the wall just behind the cart, a very small one that's kind of hidden in the rocks. And he's almost like a hand. At the same time, this guy runs from behind you, and he gets to just pretty much where you were. And you hear him going, there's, um, there's someone. I think they're, they're inside. He took my cape, and uh, I think he's inside. And they're all like, Oh shit! And Kazmunda, as we go back to you. 
So, Kazmundas, you again, you hear noises. The moment you've kind of, you've popped in, you've shot him, you've come back out, you hear lots of footsteps going around. The one to the north, east, your front right, kind of, you can hear it coming a bit closer again. You then hear another guy going, he's around here somewhere. Oh, and he's like, oh, he's going to the entrance. And he goes off this way. And then, so now you, you hear footsteps directly in front of you, like to the north. One that sounds like it's getting further away, and one that sounds like it gets closer to you. Taban! Talk to me, Taban! Talk to me, Taban! <laughs> Are you... You still... You still... You on the ground? Mm. Well, I guess that's a... Uh, that's a sign that you're okay. Uh... I will... I don't remember how many were left. I've got two or three of them. There's probably another one around here. All right. You hold the fort to bond. I'm gonna go see <laughs> who's left. Um. Sorry. I'm gonna try and perceive the uh, steps that are close to me that I can hear. It's so sad. <laughs> Ten. 15, 20, you, um, you can get one step, for, you know you're right near the edge of your, um, mm. your fog cloud, and you oh, could, yeah, like a little sneaky, all right, roll stealth with advantage, thank you, right, the first, oh, oh, 19, oh, damn, son, was it well, you beat their nine, so, would have been great, okay, so you then peek out of this fog cloud and you see this red cape, uh, magic wielding red cape who's up on the, who's up on the, he's, he's on, as soon as you've popped out, you can see he's kind of running down these steps or this uh, smooth decline and he's coming towards this fog cloud where you've just popped your head out of. And there's another big brutish guy with no sword, um, just a crossbow hanging on his hip and he's running towards the entrance. You can also see a big stone gargoyle but it's moving and it's just really solid you can hear the crunching of uh stone as its wings unfurl and come closer together and its eyes are constantly just very systematically peering left and right almost robotically <laughs> so what did you say the red cape guy's doing the guy in the hood this guy, in the, this guy in the hood seems like he's coming towards you. It's, his eyes are focused on this cloud. And he's, you can see he's holding his, uh, his little skull pendant around. That's the clasp on his hood. And he's got like this uh, little flicker of flame in his hands. Okay. I am going to try and Eldritch Blast him just from where I am. Lovely. With advantage. And do 2d10 plus 2. Well, uh, is... Advantage on the hit. Or disadvantage on the damage? Uh, both, because this is just Ooh. pure surprise. He doesn't see you at all. You've just popped your head out of this fog cloud. You look like part of the fog cloud, and it's just going to zoom out. 11, 11. or oh. 7. We'll go, the, we'll go with the 11. Still hits, so that's okay. Okay. Uh, and then damage. You yep. said 
two, one, so one, one D10 plus two, and then well, just, oh, yeah. You can do two D10 plus two, make sure, oh, ten. Oh! Oh, 20 oh. damage. Oh, wow. So you pop Ooh. your head out, and as this one big, one big thuggish guy's running away, <laughs> you pop your head out, and this golden flash, but it's almost like a needle fine point at the end, and it swings forward, and with a splat, it goes through this guy's head. It's almost like, and it creates this, it's almost like a five centimeter diameter hole just as your, your arcane blast extrudes from his head with a, and he just falls backwards, flop onto the floor. Um, he's really dead. Mondas has no right being as accurate as he is, but it, he is. He, he does go, <laughs> as soon as it hits but him, he he's like, <laughs> he has a history now. And with a thud, he lands on the floor. And as he thuds, the guy kind of who's running up, he stops and looks, and he sees his friend just hit the floor, and and now he's not running towards the entrance anymore. Okay. All right, mm. that is your turn there. Uh, do I have movement enough to sneak back into the cloud, or um? Nope, that was kind of it. Oh, I did my movement. All right. You've done your movement. All right. Jambo. I thought I was going to be able just to sit back and listen to some awesome cows. All right. So, Jambo, um, I'm, what I'm going to do is you are not in combat at this particular moment. No one knows you. you're here. So, but I'm going to keep you within the same pause time that you're not going to get too far advanced and neither is, is Kazmunders. So the Jam on Kaz are kind of going to be still, this is all simultaneous. So it's everything, yeah. this is why I'll keep the turn order going just for the moment until something else happens. But yeah. Okay. So actually before, no, that was his turn, your turn. Yep. So you, all right. Now, as you've gone forward, these guys, if he's stood up, is a, and then this guy's going, there's something, he's like, oh shit, there's something in here. Multiple things happen. So, sorry, this is before Jambo's turn. These other guys have entered their turn. Uh, there's a whole lot of shit happening, all, like, okay. at the same bloody time. So you've, tongue very quietly, rats ran off. You've kind of snuck forward. This guy's run behind you. There's someone here. He's like, what? Is it a switch? And he, at the moment, he clicks this switch right behind you. Like, we're talking half an inch, like two centimeters behind you, these giant iron bars just zoom up out of the floor and with a you go, and you feel your butt and you're okay it doesn't hit you but now these giant bars are completely blocking the entrance oh my goodness you are as far as you're aware completely trapped in here at this moment you, you've clearly seen this guy flick that switch, had this effect, and as soon as it hits the roof, the door directly behind those guys flings open, and these two people walk out. The door opens, and you see into what looks like a forge, and a, a large, heavy-set man with long black hair and a small sort of a goatee facial hair, a bit of white streaks, this evil looking grin on his face. He has this giant mace um, just sort of uh, hanging off his, uh, off his belt, following along just behind a 
very well dressed in leather armor, um, short swords, long swords, like just weapons galore, bright blonde hair, piercing green eyes, but short, like really comes up to even below his shoulders, almost his chest height. She's quite a short, but you wouldn't say unattractive woman. And they stroll, burst or step forward, and she does the talking. What is happening in my place? There is, uh, what is happening? Oh, this, someone's come. Oh, you shut it down. Excellent. All right. Good. Keep it shut. We do not want anybody in here. And it is your turn, Jambo. You heard the word mention from one of these guys. He just kind of nods his head and does like a small bow. Oh, Lady G. That's Lady G. You heard this guy mutter Lady G. Not mutter, just kind of Lady G. And he did a bow while everyone was okay. talking. Huh? I can run 60 feet. What's that? I can run 60, is that right? With a dash, you, you get no action, but yes, you can. But I'm not in combat. You're not in combat. Well, this is all still technically combat, but you oh, can. Okay. All so right, you, okay, cool. This is why right. I've kept you in, now, in the turn order. So you got 60 uh, feet on a dash, but you can't do anything. You can, like, you can run. How, 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 to go around everyone, to, like, sort of go this way, like, over to here, and then to cut in this way. So 15 feet to get there, and then another 15. So it's 30 feet, 30 feet to get directly to her. So to get here would be 20, 25? To, to get directly in front of her is 30 feet. So that would be like, you could like run there as feet. part of your movement. Yeah. Thank so you. it's almost as, as, while this is happening, if you, so your character, like you can hear this and then you could be running during their quick conversation. Can I run right up close to her? Yes. As you get, not to like the stealth or anything. Like, I don't understand. I'm keeping your stealth roll from before. Actually, now can you re-roll for stealth for that was for your uh, playing and your voice. This is for you running past them. So can you definitely roll for stealth with advantage because you're invisible? Oh no! Hang on a second. No, it doesn't really work with it. Hang on. Sorry, it doesn't give you. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, wait, 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 wait. No. So. What? I got a 17 and an 18. No. So, sorry. It so, let me just clarify. Being invisible, yeah. you don't get advantage. I've got to stop doing this for you. You don't get advantage for stealth checks. It's still just a pure stealth check for the noise you're making. They can't see you. So you're automatically kind of, you've succeeded in yes. sight checks, but any noise checks or smell checks might be different. So, okay. but then this is why you roll for stealth for how quietly you can run past these guys for they can hear you. So it's just a pure one stealth check. So we'll go for 17, yeah? 17 stealth. So, I don't know if they rolled, so... Right. I hope you needed 18. <laughs> so as you're there, in the middle of the talking, you get to just between these guys, and they kind of, uh, Lady G, and they feel something, but then the, they don't seem to be perturbed by it. You squeeze past in front of this 
big guy. You can see he's just got this leather armor. He's just big bulging muscles, tattoos on his legs. He doesn't seem to notice anything. The moment you kind of you skip directly in front of Lady G, let me know if anything is happening. She looks and she almost looks through you. There is something here. It is here, it is here right now. Hang on, is my turn over? Is my 30 feet a whole action? Your your movement's done. You still get an action, yes. So okay. she, but the moment you've kind of run forward before you've done anything, so there is something here. And Yep. Okay. Here we go. I love you, Jambo. Jambo loves living on the edge. Can I... Can I pull out my two daggers mm -hmm. and jump forward and aim to stab her in the neck? Absolutely. So can you roll for advantage on both attacks? Uh, what do I need? Roll just d20? Your daggers are a plus one daggers. You get a plus six to hit with your daggers. I can't see them on the app, but okay. Oh, if you go to actions, you can see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actions. Oh, yeah, I see it here. Sorry, that's better. Oh, All right. Virtual 20. What the heck? Please. Oh, so, hang on a second. So, you've done all these. So, this is your first attacks and a uh, critical hit, yeah? The first. Yeah, Adam. And yeah, I'm rolling advantage, you said. Yep. I don't think I can get better than 20. So, do I just move on to the next dagger? Yeah, so then now we'll just do, da we'll do damage for the first dagger. So, this okay. is going to be. Your first dagger is going to be 2d4 plus 4. So you double you double the dice, so 2d4 plus 4. So the first damage is 11. <laughs> Show me that. That's, That's awesome. Thanks. Is that, have you calculated the critical hit into that last roll, Yara? Is that what that is? Yep. So normally it's 1d4 plus 4, but you double the your 2d4. Now, Richard, I should have actually also, I shouldn't have given you bonus damage on your attacks so when you Me? attack well, yeah when you attack from i'm just clarifying for future when you get an sure. attack from stealth it's at an advantage but you don't get bonus damage so i just want to i've given it to you and then I, I, i'm from now on this is just if you get attacked uh, from stealth advantage but it's just your normal attack you only get bonus damage on a critical hit okay so yeah all right so yeah. justin your first attack hits second attack so you kind of almost simultaneously do these two daggers so you roll for your second attack with advantage <laughs> With advantage, thank God. 15, that hits her as well. And can you roll for damage on the second dagger? It's just, it's just 2d, it's just 1d4. No added bonus because this is your bonus, your bonus action is your second attack, yeah? Yes. Plus 4 maximum damage. Alright, 20. Jambo killing it. I mean... Before we know Lady G could be like a hundred health or something. But... Yeah, yeah. Well, this, could be, this could be the end of Jambo. Can't wait to see who you create next. <laughs> I, I oh, Justin, Justin. Someone much calmer and <laughs> more boring. All right, so <laughs> Jambo, you just like slide past these guys in this middle of this conversation, and you just jump forward. 
There is somebody here. And you stab her too. One gets in her neck. One, as she turns, other one just kind of digs into her shoulder. It's right on the top. And then two things happen. So at the same time, you, all of a sudden, you're completely visible. Everyone's heads just turn. Her form shimmers. And then all of a sudden, she's completely oh, no. different. Oh. Completely different. She is this tall, dark-skinned, elvish girl or lady who with this striking looks and these pointed ears and just bleach, bleach, bleach white hair down her back with these flowing robes with golden or silver stars embroidered in them, holding a glass staff, this tall staff made of pure glass. And where you thought you got her neck, it ends up being her cheek and part of her neck, because now she's a lot taller in this form. Oh, sorry, no, her neck, it's now her chest. So you've got it just above her breasts, and then one kind of just underneath her right boob, as in, and she's like a head and a half taller than her previous form. Love when pointed ears. And that's your turn. Oh, for a cliffhanger. Casmundas. <sighs> anyway, I'm, I gotta go now, guys. That's it. That's all I have time for. I'm joking. <laughs> Meanwhile, as Jambo's now hanging on to these daggers that are embedded in the chest of Lady G herself, who's not some blonde-haired short girl, but a dark-skinned elf with white hair that's tall and has got a staff and a cloak, um, and now surrounded by her henchmen to the right and three other red capes and a fourth one in the entrance corridor, Kazmanis is still out the front, peeking out of his hidey hole of the fog cloud. Now, after your attack, the guy sees his man hit, he's turned around, flicked out his crossbow, and he takes a shot and gets a... Uh, Wait, the dude who lost his sword had a crossbow? He had one crossbow. He has no sword, but he has a crossbow. What's your armor class? 13? Oh, he gets 10, 10 plus 12. So he pulls out his crossbow, and this crossbow ball goes flying past your head with a ching ding ding. As he's reloading his crossbow, he takes one, two steps back, as now the gargoyle's eyes have searched and are now locked on you as well. The gargoyle. Flaps up a bit and is now in kind of the same spot. He's moved slightly forward, but he's now 15 feet above the ground. I put a little flying icon in him. 15 feet above the ground. And now it's your turn. Uh, I'm going to back, sneak back into the fog cloud. All right. So you just, you can easily just go pop. Done. They can't see you, so they're at a disadvantage anyway. So you sneak in, like you just kind of pop your head as this crossbow bolt comes flying past, and this gargoyle flies up. You just pop your head back of the, the fog cloud. So you move back five feet. And what would you like to do? Yeah. Is there a name for the action where like a character's kind of 
standing guard ready for an attack and then they have a reaction response when someone comes into their proximity? Is there Abs a... Absolutely. So this is called uh, ready. So just ready and an action. So you tell me, so you decide what perceivable circumstance will trigger your, your reaction, then you can choose the action that you will take in response to that trigger. So if, say, if someone comes in range, I'm going to do this um, or whatever. As soon as I see someone, this is going to happen. And that's exactly what will happen. So you kind of, your turn will be not, it technically will be delayed, but you have to be, tell me like, so exactly what you want to do. But yes, 100%. Um, yeah, so if someone comes in within range, it's probably what? Has it been like, you said it's all happened really quickly, right? So since I At the moment, the it's cloud, been about it's it's like 45 seconds, close to a minute. Since I cast a fog cloud? Since you cast a fog, this whole, all of this is in a crazy pause time. So let's, Ooh. for the sake of argument, it's only been one minute since this has all occurred. So how long does your oh, fog cloud Lord. last for? An hour? Your concentration? <laughs> yeah. So, right. and no one's really, you'll do a concentration check if anybody hits you, but that, that crossbow belt missed you. So it's been a minute. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna ready with a, with, with my hand axe, okay. um, or my hand axe in one hand and the light hammer in the other, and, okay. um, yeah, if anyone comes kind of, like, within hitting range, yep. I'm gonna go for it, essentially. At this point, that's what he's doing, he's just like... So you're like, you get your hand axe and you, and you want to just do these double attacks of anybody who comes close? Yeah. Sweet. That's cool. That's a thing you can do, readying yourself. Yep, 100%. So now, as soon as his crossbow flies by, he stands back and grabs it, and it's like, and we pull, like, it's like, this is where it's weird, because it was at times frozen, because it's all happening simultaneous. So it's like, the guy stood backwards, you've gone back, and now you're waiting. Does ready give any kind of advantages? Um, it gives you pretty much a bonus attack because then on, if someone comes in range on their turn, you'll use your attack on that turn. And then if it's your turn next, you'll get another bonus. You'll get an extra attack because that was, it'll be technically your reaction will be used on their turn and then you'll get your action in your turn. So it's like, and then, okay, now it's, and you'll go back for attack as they're reeling from your first one. Sick. Which, so ready in action is really good if you don't want to do anything. You're just ready and you tell me what you want to do. So that's, that's, that's great. All right, sweet. Ooh. Now, back to all right. Sorry, back to Jambo. Oh my God. Okay, let's get back to the real story. Oh, gosh, the real story. Justin, what are you doing? What are you He's doing to me? Story. All right, so this guy here, he like comes up to the bars, and then he's just runs up and then he sees and everyone turns on and gasps all right so this is all holy crap um the moment her shift her form shifts and your days are in everyone's weapons just are drawn you've got one two three four five turns before your before jambos text one what's your armor class my armor class. 14. Thanks for asking. I do appreciate that. 14. Oh, uh, that's that's nice. Takes a lot to take, get a hit. Oh, it's a critical miss. That's okay. So it's one miss. That's a 20. That's a critical hit. So it's one of them. A 20. 16. That's four. And... Okay. So, all of a sudden... 
And she, you've dug into her, and she's like, <gasps> and then she does this movement with her feet. She hits her staff, and her body completely disappears, and her almost sucked into itself, and she moves. You've seen Kazmundas do this. Do what? And she all of a sudden reappears, roughly 30 feet away from you, just blood dripping from her chest from these two gaping wounds. The one on her right side is like this huge cut mark that you've kind of twisted and opened this giant gash. You are not going to live here alive. As then all the other guys just jump and you see these, the one guy directly next to you, his mace just comes down and with a crack on your head, one guy behind you, you feel another kind of this heavy hit and crack you in your, um, in your spine as sparks and light starts flashing through your eyes and blackness as then this, this scimitar slices the side of your body. You, you wince in pain as now blood trickles, your head spinning as this second attack from the big guy cracks you on your shoulder and with a world goes black. Can you roll your first death save? Just a d20? Uh, yep, just a d20. That's your first success. Alright, so you are still, as far as you're aware, you're still alive. Kazmandas! <laughs> oh. So many different emotions. Fuck. Kazmandas, you hear shouting and noise coming from the cave entrance, but you can't make out anything Choral concrete. music. There's something happening in the cave, okay. like commotion, loud commotion. You, you're pretty sure you heard a scream of some sort, but a very faint, as if it's an echo through these corridors. You then hear footsteps of running, getting closer to you, but then heading off to the your to the right hand side, and roughly twenty feet to your front right, where you know. You killed one of the guys with a giant. His head's got a, almost exploded. This hole in his head. There's some like noise and mm -hmm. footsteps going towards that direction, and then it stops. That direction. And then it stops directly where you're pretty sure you killed a guy. Okay. And now it's your um, turn. I'm gonna do. I mean, Kaz is just gonna do what works. So he's gonna sneak and poke his head out of the fog cloud in that direction again. Lovely. Roll for stealth with advantage. Mm. Oh. Hey. Oh, all right. 18 versus his four. Yep. <laughs> Pop your head out. He, you can see he's kind of, he's like his chest, he's like, <gasps> and his crossbow, he's just turned as if he's kind of ran towards him. He's seen this giant hole in the guy's head, and he's turned with his crossbow, and he's just about to face you as you've popped your head out, and, <gasps> and I'm guessing Eldritch blasting. Uh, yep. <laughs> Roll with advantage. Sorry, I'm just going to compare it to crossbow, plus 3, 1d8, plus 1. Alright. So... 
for the hit. Oh, I'll just take that, I guess. Oh. The hit. Oh. Uh, okay, critical hit, so now you double the damage. Oh. <laughs> <So> 2d2d10 <laughs> d- plus 2. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Come on, Kaz. Take it home. Oh, that's, you know, <laughs> that's 7. <laughs> yeah. No. Oh, gosh. As you. <laughs> oh, wait, it'll be 2d10 plus 4 or 2d10 plus 2? Uh, plus 2. Just plus 2 is okay. your. Um... Oh, just the one and then. Cool. Is your charisma gotcha. charisma modifier because you didn't add anything to your charisma? All right. So you pop out and the eldritch blast kind of just glows from your ring as he turns on this crossbow and flies at him and with a it hits him in the chest and gets his crossbow ready as you do what with your movement? Oh, I can do movement. I'll back into the cloud, I guess. <laughs> if my face is literally poking yeah. out, if your head's yeah. popping out. You pop back in there. He's now got his crossbow in front of him, ready to go as he's been smacked in the chest with this Eldritch Blast that should have done a lot more damage than you think he's done. Um, are, you, are you moving anywhere else from there? Um, no. No, I'm just going to, like, kind of wait. All right, so you, you, because you've used your action, you can't ready an action, so you just yeah. you've popped back in and... Can I, can I kneel? Does that give half cover or anything like that, or not really? Uh, no, but you can kneel and see what effect it's got. Yeah, I'm just gonna take a knee, I guess. So as you take a knee, so you're even shorter. You kind of like just, like kind of always lowered yourself slightly, hoping that it will like, put him off balance. Yeah, like he's gonna aim for my head or something, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Cool. No, that's I like that. So I've got a little kneeling, little person falling over. All right. Hey. Now, back in the cave. Jambo, can you roll a second death saving death saving throw, please? <laughs> Uh, two. Oh, oh no. I know, I can oh, see that. No. No, it's a fail. You've had one success, <sighs> one failure. So wait, how does it work if he gets three failures? He's gone. Yeah. Or three, is it three consecutive? Or, or No, it's three to... total failures I'm gone and three total successes I'm yeah. back alive. Damn. Plus, like, people can still, like, heal you. Stab him. Whatever. People can still stab him when he's down, and he might have more. But at this moment, he's unsure what's happening. <sighs> Man. And this is how the character, everyone dies. All right, so... Because Kaz is a survivor. Now, as... Kaz, as you've popped your head under this... <laughs> You hear this footsteps of this guy running and he swings his fists over with a Oh man, he rolled really well twice. Oh damn. Um 13 armor class. Okay, cool. With his fists. Yeah. So one of his fists kind of flies over the top of your head as the second one comes down and smacks you in the cheek with a you take Three bludgeoning damage as he smacks you across the cheek. 
Um, your turn. He's directly in front of you. He doesn't seem to be able to see. He, can, he hits you almost accidentally as he's kind of like flailing his fist. Mm. He's like, you're going my mate. And he's just roaring as his fists are flying. One's flying over your head. The next one's hit you on the cheek. Uh, I'm going to try and grab my hand axe and kind of go for the jugular, maybe face, that kind of area. Excellent. Lovely. Go for your first attack. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. 13 hits. Yeah. Roll roll for damage with a d6 plus 2, two for your hand axe. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. 6 damage. Nice. Alright. Alright, beautiful. Did you want to do a second attack as like a bonus action, or do you have anything else you want to do as a bonus action? Yeah, I can do a bonus action. Yeah, because you can't attack it. That that didn't kill him, right? So I've done seven with the Eldritch Blast, six with this. Yeah, he, and then he's not down, is he? Nah, so you've got to put that Eldritch Blast. You've gone behind. You grab your axe and your light hammer again. So you got the light, your axe, your light hammer, one each hand. You've crack with your axe and you're going to swing with your light hammer. Uh, yeah. So this is a bonus action, isn't it? Is that what you're saying? Correct. So, so it's like it's like, Jam, like Jambo using his two daggers. So your second attack won't have your uh, dexterity or your strength bonus, so it won't add plus two, but it'll do 1d4 damage of like bludgeoning damage with a light hammer. So still d20 plus four to hit. Um, yeah, 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 gonna do that. Unless you have, so this is where like you have a bonus action, uh, you can use it yeah. to do a second attack with a light weapon if you have two light weapons and you did, or you use it to use like do something else that's a bonus action. Was well, a hand axe a light weapon? Uh, correct, oh, yep. yeah, light thrown. What about a short sword? What's that? Finesse light. So I could use the short sword. Yes, but at the moment you've got your light hammer and your axe, yeah, just, just for, you've been, you've, yeah. told, you've told me already you had the yeah. mount ready, so. Yeah, fair. Yeah, I'll, I'll go for the second attack right. the hand axe. D20 plus four. What's a hit? Right, 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 right. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Alright, and then. 19 hits, D4. 1D4 plus two, or is it still a plus two as a bonus action? Nah, just, just, no, just D4, oh, just D4, wow. yeah. Okay. Uh, one damage. Can, so, I, can I use inspiration? Do you have inspiration? I've got a little sun next to my face. Oh, I you, think. Yeah, is you're, that, both is still, that... you're both still at inspiration, so yes. We did. Oh, and uh, Jambo, Justin, you, Justin you, Jambo, you can use that for your death saving throws too. I'm, I'm very aware. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. This could just be like, as the, oh yeah, hopefully that's probably a waste of inspiration, but... That's all right, number two down. On a D4. I know. <laughs> so, as he's like, swung, punched the cheek, the moment he kind of hits you in the cheek with a... Oh, there you are! As you cut across, you're trying to aim upwards, and it kind of slices across mm. his chest. But a big gash opens up, and now you can see this burn marks from your Eldritch Blast are now kind of mm. opening up. It's got this gash from your oh, hand. Nice. As your light hammer comes flying across, he moves just enough that it doesn't hit him square in the... Um, in the side, I kind of clips him a little bit on the hip, and he's like, oh, 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 as now you hit this crunch. Are you moving anywhere? I've got movement. You have, um, so you still have your 25 feet of movement. He gets oh, yeah. he gets a reactionary hit, but it's a disadvantage because you're in the fog cloud. Okay, yeah, I'm going to back away, yep. like, 15 feet. Okay. Just directly back. All right. 5, 10, 15 feet, right into the middle of your fog cloud. He gets a 
five, so he misses. So as he's going, you, you step back, he's like, where are you going? Oh, I'll get you. Yes. <laughs> Where's everyone? Where's everyone? Reinforcements, where are they? They've got to know something's going on. Gargoyle sounded. Where are they? Yeah, he missed. Um, cool. And at the same time, you hear footsteps echoing through the cave to the north. Just multiple heavy stomps as if people are running down a corridor, coming out of a, uh, a cave that's echoing. Coming out of the cave. Coming out of a cave and getting closer towards you. Oh, God. What are they coming out for? Isn't all the commotion inside? Or is that a different entrance? Mm, no, okay. they've got a dead goblin, maybe. Is the goblin dying? So this is like, yeah. you've, you've got no idea what's happening, what? but then all of a sudden now the people are coming out, and you're like, oh, wow. Where? So you, at the moment, you don't know where Jambo oh, is. Yeah. You, okay. you think he's gone in, because you've heard this alarm sound, this gargoyle happened, everyone's going, someone's inside. Yeah, I'm, I'm making assumptions. You make sure yeah. that Jambo's gone in, but now your people are coming out, and you're like, it's multiple, more than one. People are coming out. You, you can roll for perception to see if you can, you can kind of listen to see how many footsteps you can hear. But... Uh, yeah. I'll do that. I think I've got plus zero in perception, so I'm just going to... Oh, there we go. What, do you have two? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a few people. It's a few people. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Jambo, can you... Man, Jambo! Roll your next death saving throw, please. Oh! Use that inspiration! Come on! Come on! That's your second you failure. One more, one more failure and you die for good. Well, I guess you could use one last one. Oh, oh man. I have no, I actually have, I'll be honest, I have no regrets. I, I, I feel like I've done Jambo justice to the end. To what he would do? I, I honestly don't feel like I, I would change anything. To, like, I, honestly, with everything I was presented with, I don't think I did anything out of character. At the moment, he's not yeah. dead. As far as, well, Kazmana's got no idea whether he's alive or dead. So Kazmana's, all of a sudden, as you've kind of come back away from this guy, he's swinging and yelling, and he comes forward almost with you as he's running. But he kind of gets stumbles and, where are you? Where are you going? And you can hear kind of, as you know, his hands and fists are flying everywhere. None of them are hitting you at all. As you can kind of get just a sense of where he is with your goggles on you, you kind of see this shape kind of walk past you and he's just gone, just gone past you and he's now swinging wildly. Um, so he's disappeared into the fog again? Is that what you're saying? Yep, so he's in the fog with you and you know that he's, he's walked like almost directly right past you. As you kind of stop back, you've turned around, he's like, like you move to the side so his fists don't punch you and he's just gone just a little bit past you. Um, you know that he's right around. If you can if, yeah, roll for perception to yep. see if you can find him with your goggles on. Like you can see the shape, but... Yep. No, you, you like you get a sense that he's just yeah to your front left. Like you, you know that he's around there somewhere. You can see a shape, but you're not sure exactly where he is. Um, if you, you're pretty sure he, it's his back is towards you because he sounds like he kind of walked past you. Okay, can I um, wildly swing my hand axe to where I think he is? Most definitely. Roll with disadvantage. 
on you, hit. Yeah. Well, yep, so d20 plus whatever it is to hit, plus four, and then roll it twice. Oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> well, look, don't roll a second. You rolled a natural one. So as you, oh, yeah. he's like, he hears a little click. He's like, oh, you're behind me. And he starts to turn. You still get a, like a bonus action on movement. He still doesn't see you, but he's now aware that roughly where you are. But because of that, I know where he is, right? So my next hit won't be disadvantage. Is that right? It'll still be disadvantage. You, you're trying to squint with it's all. You're trying to squeeze with your goggles. You can see better, but still not great. So you. But you, based on him that sound and saying you're behind me, wouldn't he be able to kind of piece together where he is? Roll another perception check. Most definitely. <laughs> <A natural> <laughs> <20. laughs> from a from a critical <laughs> failure to a critical success. <laughs> You know exactly where he is. Uh, he, he, you, start, you finally get the exact kind of. You, you almost feel your goggles adjusting around you as you. You can see him clearly as you heard him, and you can see the shape. You know exactly where he is. Okay, so this is a bonus action, like you said. Yeah. On this next one. You're using a light hammer again. Yeah. All right, just kind of go, just to crack him, crack him across. Yeah, is he, is he? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So. Yeah. Just roll for pure attack. One d four plus two or nothing because it's a bonus. Is that what it is? It is, yeah, so it's a d20 plus four. Um, now, he can't see you, so you're going to be an advantage in here anyway, which is what you've had before, so it's it's all an advantage for you. So, you so can I'm just see... rolling two 1d4s? Uh, no, no, so do, roll d20 plus four twice, take the highest one. So it's... Oh, it's just a hit, sorry. It's yeah. just a hit, so like, you can now clearly see him, he cannot see you, so he can't Ooh, see this attack I'm happening. Oh, now the natural one. Ugh. And... Oh man! And a All two. Right. So as you can see him now, you swing, but he's like, "Oh no!" And he starts to move forward, and you just misjudge as your hammer mm. swings past him and misses. Okay. All right. You hear the footsteps just getting closer and closer, and you hear people go, "What the hell? What's what's happening out here? Go, go check in the body. Go check." As the noise coming to what the hell is this cloud? Oh fuck, okay. You two, go back in, tell Lady G. Keep the place locked up. First that goblin. Oh, maybe it's the end of Jambo and Cats. Oh, one's gonna go. I gotta make both die. <laughs> it's not really is that actually what you're aiming to do? No, it? no. That's, I was like, I shouldn't joke about that. No, I'm. Everything's happening. So. Mm. As you hear, two footsteps receding, shouts getting yelled. Meanwhile, Jambo, can you <laughs> roll your death saving throw? I certainly can. And with that, I'm going to use my inspiration die. Yes. Uh, this is it, guys. This, this is the last shot that Jambo has. Come on, Jambo. Come on, Jambo. Come on, buddy. He's got yes. a success. Yes. He's got, he's got one more roll off his sleeve. Come on. Come on. Oh, come on. Oh, come on, Jambo. This... Oh, Meanwhile, Kazmunda's... Whatever's happening in the cave, you're unaware of. Kazmanis has played it so carefully and cleverly. If he gets like fucking ambushed, man. 
That's what happens when you're a low-level character trying to do a high-level dungeon. Hmm. Jambo. You see a figure bathed in golden light on top of a hill. And it beckons you towards him as if, come. What do you do? Who are you? This figure bathed in golden light you've seen numerous times. You've had this dream, yet this doesn't feel like a dream. You have choice. It's the first time you've been able to speak. The figure doesn't move. It just puts his hand up again and beckons you to follow or to come or to come closer. You look around. You can see that it's just bright green grass all around you with a green hill and golden light is everywhere. Behind you looks like there's an open door, but the open door is black and painful, but you're unsure. The door behind you also feels inviting for some reason. What do you do? Father? Dad, is that you? The figure stops beckoning and slowly lowers its hand as it takes one Two steps down the hill. Three steps. Four steps. The golden light that was completely enshrouding its view and causing this figure to be in shadow now is in front of the hill and the light gone. It's your dad. You see a smile on his withered face. You see tears streaming down his cheeks, dripping onto the grass with little plops of water. As he's standing 15 feet away from you, Dad? What's it? I don't know, I'm confused. I don't know why you're here. I don't know where I am. You're dead. Does that mean that I'm dead? He takes two steps forward closer to you. You can now smell his familiar scent. His very cheap perfume that he used to use and try to swindle people. His lines and wrinkles on his face. He's now standing five feet from you. 
and he looks up into your eyes. You can see tears streaming down his cheeks still. And when you say to him, am I dead, he nods his head. But then he stops and he looks behind you and he sees the door as if for the first time. And then he looks a bit unsure. Dad, father, I really miss you. Uh, and with two, two giant steps, he leans forward and he embraces you in the warmest hug you've had in a long time. And you feel his arms, his body just pressed against you and his cheeks wet and moist against your face as he embraces you. Dad, I wish you had a gun. You tried so hard to get me ready for everything, but I wasn't ready. The world is so much harder than you said it was. That's not on you. That's not on your, your parenting. You did everything. But I'm not ready to die. I was, I was in the middle of something really important, Dad. I don't want to be here. I'm not ready to die. He hugs you even tighter, his right hand just caressing the back of your head. You hear, or at least you think you hear, just the faintest of whispers, as if carried on the wind, not from his lips. I am so proud of you. He then stands back, holding just his shoulders. Wait. Just wait, Ted. No, please, just stop. I... Don't say anything yet, because I... I'm not ready to die. I... It's like you always say, follow the path that leads to good, even if it wears the soles out of your shoes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear the soles out, Dad, before you say that you're proud of me. Just wait here, and I hope you're waiting a long time. I'm gonna go through the door behind me. You see his hands on your shoulders just drop. His right hand covers his heart, his left hand in a final wave as you turn your head and go through the door. You're engulfed in blackness, in pure blackness, in pain, in hurt. Every part of your fibre you feel as if your body is being torn left and right and up and down. And the inside as if the soul has been ripped out and then replaced in a body pain like you've never experienced before, yet for some reason the pain feels strengthening as if it's preparing you for something more or better. As your eyes slowly flitter open you see just a bit of light and you hear noise around you. Kesmundas, 
there's a big guy who's flailing his fists all around trying to hit you. And again, you have these two giant ham hocks of fists. And he has no idea where you are as his fists come flying left and right. You can kind of easily see him. And he just kind of ducked out as his fists whoosh, whoosh over your head. Oh, no, you're in here somewhere. Look at where I am. Where I am. As his fists fly. Your turn. <laughs> what is with <laughs> Yara? Um... Jesus. Uh, you're a um, uh, I'm gonna. Oh, jeez. All right. Uh, sorry. Give that to me again. He's doing what? He's just swinging in the air. He's not hitting me. His fists are flying. His fists are flying over your head. He hasn't hit you, but he's directly in front uh, of you. Same spot. He's just flailing widely, missing you completely. So I can see him clearly because he's right in front of me. Yeah, you've your natural twenty from before your perception. Your goggles have clearly he's right there. I'm gonna try and land an acid splash on his throat. Lovely. You need to put away one of your weapons. So I'm guessing your light hammer you just kind of pop back in yeah. and acid Phew. splash his face. Yep. Yeah. Um. Sorry. No, that's right. So one d six acid splash. He has a. Sure. He has a dexterity 12 saving throw with disadvantage as acid splashes his face. Oh, look, he, he's he's failed his roll, so 1d6. 1d6. Yep. Four. So, as, as, you, as he swings wildly, you just kind of wait for the right moment as, you, as your hand holds your axe. The other one just flicks up and this acid just splashes. As it splashes right into his eyes. And now he's screaming in pain. Uh, what else would you like to do? Alright. Sorry, yeah. it all froze just then. No, no worries. So, uh, so your acid splashes right he, in the face. Is he still alive? Oh, he is. He's alive, but now he's like... Blood's pouring out from his chest. He's limping from his right side. Um, he can barely see from the acid being splashed into his eyes. Uh, all right, he's gonna. I'm gonna head towards the waterfall. Yep. So he's taking an arrow. He's just swinging wildly, yeah. and he completely misses with a three. So that's fine. He rolled a three and a five, so they're both misses. So it's great. So he just swings past as you run away from him. So you know you roughly where you are. So you head backwards. Mm. Five, ten feet. You know that there's people out. You're not too sure how many. Somewhere outside of this fog cloud. He, no one can see you at this moment in this fog cloud. Under the fog cloud and kind of... I'd have to leave it to do my maximum movement. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So at the moment you've moved ten feet, you know, you know you're at the, the edge of your fog cloud. You know the fifteen feet of movement. <laughs> movement. Um, I guess I'm going to poke the head out and have a kind of try and scope what's going on. Yep, outside. so just roll for stealth, advantage. <sighs> 17. Okay. You poke your head out and you can see that there's one guy just the edge of him as he's kind of looking, seems to be kind of walking towards this fog cloud. Big burly bloke. Just one guy. Yeah, and you can still see the gargoyle just kind of hovering 10 feet above the ground as it's still in almost the exact same spot it was before. Alright, I'm just going to wade into the water, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So, with the same stealth checking, so you're uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, you get to there. As you hood over with your elvish cloak, your elvish boots, as you're trying to. It's a very weird sensation as your feet are 
stomping in this very shallow water, yet making almost no sound. You can see your, the water kind of splash out. The water makes some sound, but your feet make no noise as it enters the water or it hits the water. It's a bizarre, bizarre thing. As your cloak kind of, you see it shimmering around you as it takes on the form of, of uh, whatever it is in the background. Okay. And... Jambo. Do I have a roll? Is this it? Jambo, your eyes flitter up and you feel no pain at all anymore. It's just nothing. You feel nothing. It's just nothingness. It's as if everything's gone. You're completely numb. You can't hear anything at all. You can't smell anything at all. But you see some light as the light slowly filters back. You have the sensation as if you're traveling almost through a tunnel, a dark tunnel. There's light at the end, there's a light. All of a sudden, you can feel your eyes blinking, and it's the first bit of sensation. You can feel your body moving almost up and down quickly but you don't feel any pain as you slowly open your eyes just just a sliver and see that you are still in this cave you are surrounded by these four strange beings these roughly your size beings that fly yet they look like they're made out of dust and mud Two of them look like they're these swirling forms of dust, yet they've got these long noses and wings. And these others are like these swirling forms of mud with these muddy wings and a muddy long nose and beady eyes. You can't hear anything, but you can see their mouths as if they're cackling wildly and noisily. You then know that they're doing things to your body. They're throwing you around and you are getting passed or thrown between each of them as they are all digging in to your body with talons and claws and biting you, yet you feel nothing, not a single thing. As you, they finally toss you one to the other. One, two, three, four. Each taking turns, sort of digging their claws into you. You again, feeling not a single thing. You glance over and you see that woman, the one that caused your death, the one that you stabbed. She is staring at, for all intents and purposes, your lifeless body as it's just flopping. You haven't gained any control over your limbs at this moment as it flops between each one. And this smile on her face, this wicked grin, as this lady in a mask next to her mutters and enchantments and that you can't hear. Yet you can see this spark of golden light around her around these uh, lady g's chest as her wounds slowly close being healed as your body is getting tossed whatever feelings or urges you have are gone you don't feel any really emotion at this moment you just can just see as your body's tossed one to the other of these creatures Kazmundas, you hear more noise.
noises. People are coming. He's in here somewhere. Where are you? Oi, Dorman, Dorman. Who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Oh, there's, a, there's someone. I don't know what it is. A little guy. There's a guy in here. He's in here somewhere. All right, all right, all right. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. And you see that big guy off to the side, Kaz. He enters as this one. Um, all right, um. I don't want to go in there. I'll, just, I'll keep an eye out from here. Oh, shit. What the fuck's going on? And they're all seeming really confused as now two have entered this fog cloud and one seems to be sitting back just watching. Um, your turn. What are you doing? Uh, oh, no, no, no. I can't leave Taban. You see that you're in this water. You haven't heard anything about Taban. You haven't seen him. You haven't heard from him. You haven't heard anybody even talking about him or another. They Everyone seems to be directed at you. You're in this shallow pool of very cold water. You look up and you can see there's this short waterfall. It's only a 10-foot high waterfall. You'd take a bit to climb up, but there's a 5-foot hole or entrance of the waterfall, an exit that the waterfall is pouring out of. What was the last thing Kazmunda saw? With uh, Taban? You're, pr you're pretty sure his dead body, because you actually went down, you picked up his short swords that were on the floor, and you used those, and you saw him laying there, kind of barely breathing. Like and struggling to breathe. Struggling to breathe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, just... All of a sudden, Kaz, your head's... If it's intense pain in your head, just for a fraction of a moment, you hear something. Yeah, I go up the waterfall. Yeah, why not? And that's the end of the episode. Hope you enjoyed this one, and join us next week for the continued adventures of Jambo the Goblin Bard and Kazmunders the Dwarven Warlock as they continue their shenanigans in El Shalad. Let's hope they get up to some mischief. Until next week, please step out of the Dungeon. Dungeon.